There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy hump day, July 12th. We're hanging out with Julia, and we're hanging out with... Witch. Having a great day so far. What is in store for us well, now? Well, we've got a lot to cover. We do have a hot vintage scandal today. People are oh going to want to hang out yes. around for You're well, going to want to hear this. You're going to want to hear it. But here we need, I'm giving a shout out to Kelly McGrath, who has just been appointed general manager and executive director of Excel Energy Center. Heck yeah. He's great. So congrats, Kelly, on that one. I just saw the Good email. Good job, Kelly. Can I have a parking spot? <laughs> yeah, right. She's great. She's she great. Is. So that's, that's. I met her. I think. I think I met her at the parade at Pride. I think she was out at Pride. You might know. Minnesota because we were She's right great. by. We were by the Minnesota Wild float uh-huh. and the, the, the Minnesota Lynx float in between the two. And I believe she came up and said hi to so, us. She's great. Yeah. So that's great. Huge I news. also want to let people know this Friday is the last day to turn in your cat videos. <gasps> yeah, mm-hmm. I just got an email from my talk one zero seven one where talk is fun that they said we need your cat videos and I feel like I need to step up. Do you know? You do have a cat, so I, rest in peace. I kitty cash. I know did you pass don't away. have one. I know you don't. But have I one do right have now. access to cats. I spend a lot of time at secondhand hounds. We have consignment cats, and my friend right now is fostering two cats or oh, three. No, right. three kittens and a mom. One's named Jeff. He does hilarious things all the time. I could go over there and do like a. Well, you could ooh. ask her to do it because you don't have. Calm down. Don't control my life. If I, I need to go film cats really on my am. off time. I really am. I'd rather you play tennis with me. No, but take care oh. of the take care of that. But the videos are due this Friday. Okay, so here's something that um I we've talked about this over the years, but Aretha Franklin. Oh, this story. Um, oh. Twenty fourteen will was ruled valid by a jury. This and is the one in the couch, this right? This was the handwritten will that mm-hmm. was found in a couch. At her home in Detroit. Yes. How weird that was in a couch. Well, I know. But in, in, in the end, it's still like, so with this story, because the first will, there's an initial will that was from like 2014, right, I believe? Mm-hmm. And that one favored the two of her sons. And then this this other, well, no, the, that one favored the son that she worked with on the band that eventually abandoned the band and left her for here, nothing. I'll tell you. It, it okay. may have been estranged, right? Okay, here we go. So for several years, they've been trying to decide if this is valid or not. This handwritten will that was yeah. found in her couch. She died in 2018. She did not have a formal will like Michael Jackson, like Prince, like Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. Um, however, two documents were found at her home. Yes. One in her cabinet in 2010. Yes. And the other in her sofa in 2014. Yes. So weird because she, she died in 2018, but whatever. Um, while both documents slated that she wanted her four sons to split the earnings from her rec- records and publishing, 
Um, there were differences in these two things. Mm-hmm. After an hour, a jury ruled the 2014 handwritten mm-hmm. will was valid and had precedence over the 2010 will. Which mm-hmm. excludes the one son that she worked with, essentially. Mm-hmm. Wait, mo- so it doesn't? I thought it said they both have equal for... The document stated that she wanted her for some to split it, but I think there was fight infighting between the sons that one thought that they should get more. And the, oh. one of her sons that was in the original will was a part of her band and abandoned her and like a, a strange relationship. And they, they did not talk. And that was when that previous will was written. And oh, then the she did the, the, the okay. new will that they found in the sofa had differences because she had not talked to that son in a long time. So that was which will was the one. And they had determined that the one in the sofa and people were like, well, it's not stored anywhere or in specific. It's in the sofa. But the 2014, yeah, the 2014 one still has it where they're splitting it relatively evenly. Is that what we're saying? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be split evenly amongst all four. I believe the They're one son saying, is going to be left. I, I know that there's one that's going to be left out. Unfortunately, the details. Yeah. Are not there. That's very interesting. <laughs> I you learned nothing. I really learned. Oh, I Thank learned you. that you can keep your will in your couch and it's fine. But it's so weird to me that it was found in 2014. She didn't die till 2018. I know who found it in 2014 and has been holding on to it. That's a great question. I mean, that is the, the weird happens in four years. If you people know, if you're a couch eater like I am, because yeah. <laughs> I lay eater? down at night and I have my laptop on my oh, okay. tummy or okay. my phone, I'm playing Wordle. Absolutely, I you know our yeah. cribbage. Yeah, pro. Oh my dad, where uh, I add my own. Big, pretty big deal in cribbage, uh, Jesus. Uh, when I'm doing all that and reading a book and watching TV at the same time Obviously. and eating chips off my chest and delegating to Jeff and dele- telling him to get me more. <laughs> yeah, feed me more. You need to Relatable. take the cushions off your couch, and especially if you were eating any chocolate things like M and M's and stuff, because those melt and then they get on your fabric. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst. So, but I I clean out my couch regularly, but then again, I'm a couch eater. Yeah. So I um, couch eater does not sound. It sounds it like a dirty sound good. term. It does. it does sound like it is some form <laughs> you're, of you're like thinking, this Sex Monday that we should be talking like a about. Carpet thing. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You caught me up. Thank you. You caught me up. I was just clearing that. Like <laughs> we definitely need to put a new term on it. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a horizontal eater. A sofa no, eater doesn't sound sofa. better. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm really, I'm really. Trying. I'm a horizontal eater. I don't know. Oh, okay, it, it all doesn't sound right. No. <laughs> I'm just telling you, if I didn't, if I could go through a day without eating between nine thirty and midnight, I would not weigh anything. That is, I could go to sleep. I can't. I this. I don't. We don't get done till six, and my little brain is still wound up. Yeah, that's true. And then I like to play a little activity, and then visit. You know. Um. I'm. Yeah. I, after dinner, I'm fine. Uh, I wish I could go to sleep. I'm gonna work on that. But let's just see. I, wait. So you're saying that the clear thing is she obviously doesn't <laughs> so, clean out her couch enough. But I mean, who cleaned it out in 2014 and put a date on it and has it? I know that's suspect. That this was found in the couch. And then who took it, the one from the cabinet in 2010 and put it somewhere? Cabinet finds 2010. There's some definite. There's some holes in our stories, yes. all we're saying. And but we I apologize agree. in advance. 
We're going to get to the bottom of it. Well, I, I, I agree with... <laughs> when you're here. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not even here tomorrow, you monster. I agree with the jury's decision, though, because, you know, they were trying to argue that it wasn't because it was in a couch. It's, it doesn't matter where you store anything. If you store it, like, you know, in your couch, in your bathroom, it's still a document that she wrote that she wanted after the first one, therefore making it the most valid will. I agree with the jury's decision. Um, I do have some breaking news. Beverly Stoffels has promised to buy one crossbody bag from my talk 1071. <laughs> She'd prefer to say low J. She has her preferences, but I, I, I just, just I look- just think that's a very important message for me to interrupt your guys' segment with. Panda says yes, she would buy one. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, we've got at least four guaranteed buys. Plus me and Grant, that's six. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Lily will probably step up. Justin will probably step up. People are just joining us. We are just saying... Do we want a t-shirt this year or do we want a fanny pack or crossbody bag? Yeah, we're rebranding it. We're it's going to be a fanny pack, but we're just going to call it a crossbody bag. But it'll be a different shape. Um, um, and I just, and I want to know um, what the hell happened with this will thing and what happens when you find something in 2014 and a person doesn't die until four years later. Um, that's crazy. You know what? There's I holes in the story. It's there's There's obvious holes in the stories. Finding it in the couch is like so, it's like when all those like, um, those jaded detectives are those ones that have like they'll be at a crime scene they're like whoa i just found this knife over here and you're like you brought that into the crime scene like it that's how that no, this feels it was on the couch it was on the couch I obviously know. you know mom loves sitting right here and putting important documents <laughs> shoving it's my shredder she also has her social security not card right here where is my credit card by the way credit card or social security no, card Oh, I who knows where a social security card is? You have to get a new one. I mean, I haven't had that in years. I have my dad's. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> and my dad's. Oh, getting your last here. name changed and going to the social security office. That's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Oh. Yeah. I don't know that I've Yeah, I think they have my new name. I yeah, that's changing your name is, is, is after hard. any fact is really hard. It's really hard. I would yeah. highly recommend you just holding on to your normal name. Keep it. keep it. Keep it. Keep it. All right. Keep it. You can even lie to people and say you changed it. Nobody checks. There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay, now we're teaching lying. We're telling people couch stories. Sofa you know what? stories. Uh, Kevin Costner wants to humiliate his wife, apparently. He, he really wants to humiliate his wife. Maybe she humiliated him. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, you're you're siding with Kevin Costner, and keep in mind, this man, this man gave you his her, your one of your favorite shows, Grant, and then said on the last season, I will give you one week to film it. This man does not care about you, Grant, I, at all. I'm not. I'm just saying we don't know the whole story. This man is difficult. Can we acknowledge that? Because if anybody yes, else, if, a, this, this if an actress did that, that would be game over. She would never work again. What he's doing to Yellowstone. Can we oh, acknowledge that? Oh, yes, what he's that? doing to Yellowstone. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. What he's doing to Yellowstone, he's definitely doing what, like, he's doing the sports thing. Like, I don't want my contract. I'm not going to show up for training camp. Yeah. Pay me more. This happens in sports all the time, but we're seeing it in the entertainment world. Not that he wanted more money. He just wanted out. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. He's been a little big baby on the sidelines here, but I don't know. I think there's a lot more to this story than we know. I'm just saying he's got more of a track record of being an a-hole than she does. Well, you don't know her. There you go. I don't, but I can tell you that a guy who gave his want to give his fans nothing for the last season is okay, not you're, exactly you're, a. You're lo- blaming it on him instead of Taylor Sheridan. I'm absolutely blaming it on him. Oh, that's a new spin. Because you're a professional, like I get you. You fight the real fight. If you can't work with that person, you figure out something else. But like to say I'm, he's given. 
in this world, when you give fans, you have to give them closure on a show. I'm sorry. He owes it to his fans. I know how passionate you guys are about Yellowstone, and he's abandoning you. Your daddy is abandoning you. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Now we have daddy issues. All right, we're going to take a break, and Grant, hopefully you've... You've read something. Yeah, because, I got some stuff here. Because we apparently haven't. And I'm gonna, he has I'm left gonna, you I'm gonna in go, a puddle of your own tears. Hopefully someone is going to grow up and be mature on this show. That's Daddy, true. come back. Stop. We'll be right back. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, everybody. Um, what was today? Um, Wednesday's Wellness. And they were talking about goals on one of the shows I was watching this morning. And um, this is kind of where summer gets in a little lull and your kids start to get a little bored. Activities kind of start to end in a couple weeks or some may have already end. And then you have this whole other month. And this might be a really good time to think, what are we going to do for the school year next year differently? Why not go to Learning RX? Call them today. Set up a one-hour assessment. And find out, you know, if your child did struggle this year, what can we do to help that loved child? You always want your kids to succeed, but if something is is not working in their brain, one-on-one brain training addresses it, they work it, they train your brain, it's a muscle, and you can start out the next school year, like, being able to open your brain to learn how to learn. And that all is at Learning Arts. Call them today at 952-949-6900. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Grant, I want to... Take um, the floor. Take the floor about our terrible reporting (laughs) and the terrible reporting from one of the prep sites. Yes. Because they gave us no information about that whole thing. Yeah. Um, About Aretha Franklin, if you're just joining us. Here's the deal. Um, Aretha Franklin died in 2018. Yes. They found a week after her death in her couch a will that she wrote that was signed mm-hmm. 20 that she had dated 2014. Okay. Um, two years later, or excuse me, one years later, one of her nieces was going through cabinets in the house. She found another document. kind of will document that was dated 2010. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you just, you, you said, that's what you said. You said it reversed. Said, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like how was it sitting in the couch for four years? They found it a week after she died, but she didn't leave a will. Her estate was worth 80 million. Um, the boys, the sons, there's four of them were arguing over one of them worked more for her as an administrative role. One of them got the house, you know, which was worth a million dollars. So they're kind of arguing, but basically they said the last one was the good one. Um, was the good one. And, um, because of the date alone, the the date alone. And so it was like sitting out. So obviously she thought about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they so that's did, just yeah. it. He yeah. wasn't. It, but I mean, really, the other thing we got had nothing in it. So yeah, I'm no, sorry good for. Job. But you got this the dates right, Lori, at least. Lori, my speed reader is out today. Yeah, and our photographic memory reader too. Yeah, She's I our... just I didn't get to the story. No worries. That was a good so, clarification. All right, all right so. back to you. Tell us what's happening. Well, let's start out right now. You were just talking about Kevin Costner, right? And how he uh... he's she's disappointed that the daddy's disappointing us. Yes, and so there. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
There's some news that has come out. This is according to Insider, and this is all quotes from Christine Baumgartner on July 7th. She is saying that Kevin Costner is basically has chosen not to be a part of Yellowstone to focus on other things. So his argument that he doesn't have the money to pay her is kind of invalid because he's got this big, his head has gotten so big that he thinks that his new, uh, what's it called, Horizon Project, the Western Project, is going to be far more lucrative. So he chose to walk away from Yellowstone, kind of going with what Britney said, where we were thinking, you know, it was maybe Taylor Sheridan writing, not focusing on him or the show. But his wife, Christine Baumgartner, is saying that he himself left the show to pursue his potentially more lucrative Horizon film project. Quote from Christine. Okay, and the other part of this is I hate so much dirty laundry. I know you do. And I, I'm i actually not. The thing is, I'm okay with Kevin Costner being a little bit drama, a little bit difficult. It's okay, you guys. We can still like him. Mm-hmm. Even though I know. I know you guys love him. And, like, I don't mind that he's a little bit drama llama. It's fine. All right. All right. Well, fine. he's being definitely dramatic if that's true. Like she said, you know, he walked away and we kind of thought that it was the opposite. He was walking away due to Taylor. But it sounds like from according to his ex, soon-to-be ex-wife, it was on his own accord. But I'm going to mention this one right now. There might, there might be some people who know Dakota Fred from Gold Rush. He was on the show for a long time. It's on Discovery. He has passed away at the age of 80. I know this is kind of outside our demographic, but I watch this show a lot. You and it, did? Okay. It, and it's, uh, he was on a White, uh, white Gold, uh, or White Gold Rush as well. It's another series on Discovery. It's all about how the gold mining now, but he was an of, you know, he died at the age of 80, but he was out there at 75, 70 years old doing all kinds of hard work. He's and cool looking. Yeah, he, he's he's a he's a definite. Uh, he's one of the OGs. And it was just a sad to hear that he has passed away at the age of 80. And he did four seasons with his son on the show. So oh, a lot of good connections. He, there. He was diagnosed with brain cancer just four months ago and passed. Yeah. Oh, well, that's sad. That's so yeah. Sad. So if, you, if anybody out there knows Dakota Fred or Gold Rush on Discovery, you know who I'm talking about. All right. Um, let's go over to uh, Celine Dion's sister giving a little bit of an update on how she is doing right now. And unfortunately, I have it's not the greatest news. Uh, Claudette Dion appeared on a TV show in Quebec giving an update about her sister's health. And she basically said that uh, Celine has not been seen. Well, we all know that she has not been seen and posted anything personal to her fans since the Christmas Eve when we found out about the stiff is it stiff man syndrome i believe Mm -hmm. is what she has stiff body stiff body syndrome yep and so according to claudette she revealed that her sister is in a determined state of mind i know that she's working hard and we are crossing all of our fingers and i'm glad that people are concerned for her and that she is working hard and we have confidence that she will succeed and it you know this this story can't end like this for her so she just kind of came out to open up and talk about her sister a little bit oh that's sad it is so sad yeah she then went on to say that uh you know this can't be possible. Heaven made a mistake. Uh, you know, basically just saying like, this is, this is just too hard. And it's really hard on their family. So I just wanted to give that little update on Celine. And right. um, let's go over to Raquel Levis. Is that how I'm saying this one, yes, Brittany? Yes, yeah. Yes. So Raquel, part of the Vanderpump family or show this, according to TMZ right now, there is no deal in place for her to come back to the show that it has not been signed. And I know you said a little bit ago that all the cast characters are ready to come back. Yeah, I read on some blog, and again, like I would think TMZ has it more legit than the random blogs I read. Um, 
But yeah, the last time I read something yesterday that was about how they all signed on and Raquel was the last holdout and she finally did. So I actually think this is enthralling. On, like, if I'm a human, a real human, and tapping into, like, what she should do, she should not return to the show. If I'm a viewer, which I am, I pray to all yeah. things that she comes back on the show. But I don't think she's made for reality TV. Well, I, I think she it's too hard on her. On your point, very point there, Raquel has been in a mental health facility since mid-April in the wake of all the fallout and hate. from. Uh, this is according to TMZ. They say that this is, you but, know. You know, and a part of me wants her to come back and talk about that. That's very interesting to me and could give her an arc that, like, she needs a redemption arc. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. just leave her where yeah. she's at right now. And, like, I want her to say, screw you, Tom Sandoval. Uh, you know, I had to go to do, you know, you abandoned me. You pretty much manipulated me in a lot of ways. And I want to hear about this mental health facility. Like that to me, she's interesting. She has yeah. her own thing going on. A part of me really wants her to come back because to leave on this note and let that be your legacy for this reality TV show, like have that carry with you, that would be a, a heavy load. So maybe even. Worst case scenario, maybe a year off and she'll come back. But I would love her to tell her story without Tom Sandoval being the main you know, headline. Sources with direct knowledge of the negotiations tell TMZ that Raquel's people are talking with Bravo, but the deal is not done. So there's still a potential chance for her to come back this season. Thank you, Grant. That was awesome. No kidding. Thanks, Grant. 10 out of 10. Would listen to that again. (laughs) Thanks for showing up. (laughs) We we weren't. You did. We'll be right back. Thanks, guys. Hey gang, it's Julia here for MSP Airport, mspairport.com, your source of all your information when you are going to a fantabulous airport, Terminal 1, Terminal 2, you can pre-book your parking at mspairport.com, you can get get a simple QR code, it's easy getting in and out, plus you save money, at least $2 a day. And there's three different ramps that are part of that, serving Terminal 1 and serving Terminal 2. Also, there's a new program. It was a test pilot called MSP Reserve for people who want to set up a scheduled time to go through TSA, preach TSA at Terminal 2. And they're just extending the hours starting on, I think, this Friday, July 15th. So they're going to expand their hours of operation. You go to MSPAirport.com and you um, look under the reserve program and you can schedule your time to leave. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. All right. I just quite did Quite the scandal. I did do work today, people. Okay, so we are getting ready for the Barbie movie and the Oppenheimer movie next Friday. Yeah. Yes. Two Friday, the 22nd or, or 21st. Uh, 21st. And um, Barbie is all the rage. I'm very and, excited about Barbie. I do want to see Oppenheimer at some point. Yes. So this today we're going to talk about the creator of Barbie. Oh, cool. Her name is Ruth Handler. Uh-huh. And she was the youngest of 10 children. She um, moved to Los An- Angeles and worked as a stenographer at Paramount Studios when she was 19. But... She met a man, Elliot Handler, and they got married in um, 1938. Okay. Okay. Ruth and Elliot. In 1941, their daughter, Barbara, was born. Oh. So she left her job at Paramount again, and she and her husband, Elliot, started a business making products out of plastics. Um, Lucite, plexiglass, some furniture out of plastic. Their business was extremely successful. By the time they had their second child, 
Kenneth in 1944. They sold their business. Just hold on. Yes, Mm -hmm. but whoa. Yep, they sold their business. And then they started making picture frames. And Elliot was in charge of design and production. Ruth worked on marketing. In 1945, Elliot's friend Harold Matt Matson started a company with the handlers. They named the company Mattel as a combination of Matt and Elliot. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Poor Ruth. She should have been there. Yeah. They made dollhouse furniture <laughs> and other toys. After a few years, Matt Matson left the company. The handlers hired employees, opened offices, contracted with manufacturers to make toys. In 1955, Mattel Company was advertising their toys on the Mickey Mouse Club's Mickey Mouse Show, which was a big deal. And they were the exclusive sponsor, and advertising toys and products at this time for toys and stuff was unheard of. Yeah, like this is the first. Yes, it was. And in the 50s, and she was in charge of marketing, Ruth. She so was. she was the innovator. She was in the fifties. All dolls that were out there that kids played with were like baby dolls or toddler dolls. They all yeah. had baby faces, and her kids, Barbara, was playing with paper dolls. It's where you would cut out the patterns, you yeah. clip these clothes on, but they, if you got them wet or anything, they were one. And so. She's just watching her daughter and how creative her daughter is playing with these paper dolls. And she's like, there's got to be a more modern doll that my daughter can play with. That's a grown-up. Yeah. In 56, 1956, the Handlers took a fam- family trip to Europe where Ruth saw the Lily doll. The Lily doll was based off a popular cartoon character that was created for a newspaper in Hamburg, Germany. It was hand-painted. It was really fragile, but it was similar to what Ruth had envisioned for her doll she wanted to make. She bought one for her daughter, Barbara, and two more for her designers back at Mattel. The staff members at Mattel did not think an adult-looking doll would sell and weren't eager to create this, but Ruth insisted. Um, The doll ended up being made by a gentleman that used to design and work for like NASA or something. His name was Jack Ryan. He was famously married to Shaja Gabor. We were talking about her yesterday. Oh, so we just, she were talking about wow. her yesterday. So she comes back. Um, she, they create Barbie. Yes. She was originally launched as um, a popular looking like a popular woman of the time, Marilyn Monroe and Elizabeth Taylor. And originally, she was just available as a brunette, but they found over time the blonde sold more. Oh. Um, Barbie teenage fashion model, that's what she was marketed as, premiered at the American International Toy Fair on March 9th, 1959 in New York City. And is that with the iconic swimming, the striped yes. swimming suit? Okay, yeah. Toy buyers were skeptical at first, but Ruth pushed and made a television commercial featuring Barbie, which we've posted on the Lori and Julia show page today. It made it an instant success. They could not keep up with the demand for Barbie dolls. More than 350,000 Barbie dolls sold within one year via the ads on the Mickey Mouse Club. That's crazy. Even though it was her company, she kind of moved up in the hierarchy of the company and became, you know, chairman of the board, blah, blah, blah. Things that women were not doing in the late 50s, early 60s. She also ended up being the director of the Federal Reserve at the Bank of San Francisco. Oh, my God. Woman of the year, blah, blah, blah. Um, Over the decades, Ruth changed Barbie's fashion and image to stay with the times. They added friends for Barbie and introduced Ken in 1961 after her son. Kenneth. In the 60s, Barbie's fashions were modeled after Jacqueline 
Kennedy. In 1970, Barbie got a smile. Until oh. then, she just had a pout. Her okay. lips were... Really? Mm-hmm. So the 1971 Malibu Barbie was born with a smile. In the 80s, Barbie became a rock star. She had her own band. She had Barbie rockers. And so people were always worried about, doesn't she have a limited career? Before we went to the moon, astronaut Barbie was out four years earlier. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was. She was a pioneer she, in careers. She couldn't even have any uh, pets because she was breaking so many glass ceilings. But Barbie actually ended up having forty pets over time. Yeah, she did actually this. acquire quite a pet. Yes, in 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 um, nineteen sixty seven, Ruth Handler was president of um, Mattel. They made other products, including Chatty Cathy. Mm-hmm. which I had, Hot Wheels cars. Mattel was the world's leading toy manufacturer. Today, it takes a team of more than 100 people to design a new look for Barbie. Wow. Um, they talk about, um, in 1970, Ruth Handler was diagnosed with breast cancer. She had surgery that removed both of her breasts. She had a hard time adjusting to her new appearance and wished there was a product to help her appear more like her old self. In 1975, Ruth and Elliot left Mattel. In 1976, she started another business called Nearly Me, where she manufactured silicone breast prosthetics. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. She helped so many people. Unbelievable. She sold her company in 1991, but it is still in business today. But so when Ruth went over to Europe, found the Lily doll, the Lily company thought Barbie ripped them off. So they ended up three years later buying the Lily Dow company. Mm-hmm. And there were lawsuits back and forth and yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. So Ruth died in 2002 and Elliot died in 2011. But so they, the other guy that I talked about, his name, again, Mattel, or his name was Matt. Jack, Jack Ryan. Yeah. He thought he was oh. the inventor of the Barbie doll because he designed her. Yeah. And so he sued them. They ended up paying him off. So it was just a lot of, it success was right out of the door. She it, just it, killed it. She just was all she's one of those people that you go, wow, she can't help herself by seeing there's gaps in the market. I need to fill it. It, it was unbelievable. And a big part Barbie, of that is because she was part of plastics in its like beginning era. And she's like, this can form anything. Mm-hmm. What do we need? And when their knees started to bend. Oh, oh my God. Click, I, click. I still remember the feeling. Yes, I can too. And the, the foot. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited. And so here's just a couple, just little miscellaneous facts. Yes. And we can get into more of this later. But Barbie's real name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. Mm-hmm. She was named after her daughter, Barbara. Um, Barbara Handler does not like to be called Barbie, the daughter. She the is, daughter. Well, she yeah. Is Barbara. Well, yeah. Ruth Handler claims she never played with dolls. She was from 10 kids. She wow. was just a scrappy kid. According to Mattel, um, Barbara's birthday is March 9th, 1959. Barbie's from the fictional town in Wisconsin called, anyone know? Ameri- Willows. Oh, Willows. I was like, Ameritown. Uh, that's mm-hmm. actually, I had the Wisconsin aspect. That's uh-huh. awesome. The first Barbie doll wore black and white striped one-piece swimsuit, sunglasses, sandals, was only, oh, available in a brown or brunette. And they found out that the blonde, the blonde. sold her hair, hair was in a ponytail. The first Ken, his full name is Ken Carson. Oh, named we got after a last their name. son. 
He was shirtless. He wore a red swimming trunk, kind of one piece, it's and weird. sandals. It's weird that their origins are siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's not like these Barbies do anything we found out from the clip. No, they broke up. They've had a very... There's so many cool facts about Barbie. She's, I mean, Barbie, she's busy. She is busy. She's <laughs> in the original time capsule that in 1976 at the Bicentennial. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. She has over 500 makeovers. She's had over 200 careers. Um, in 2002, Barbara Handler, Handler um, the daughter of Ruth, the creator, added Barbie's footprints and handprints to California's Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's oh. really cool. More than a wow. billion Barbies. Are they whittle? They're like uh, they're, little whittle? They're like, shoes. But if you, I would go on it, but here's just a few more facts and then I'm done. Barbie first ran for president in 1992. She has run five more times since then. Heck yeah. Ken and Barbie broke up on Valentine's Day in 2004 <gasps> and got back together on Valentine's Day 2011. Oh, oh wow. That, you know what? Break. Yeah, sometimes you need a break to realize what you want. There you go. And Barbie's <laughs> first pet was a horse named Dancer. And she has had 14 horses and three ponies, and she's had more than 40 pets throughout the years. Wow. Um, Grant posted this. It's Margie, Mar, uh, Margot Robbie has her boldest Barbie look at the London premiere in ruffles in a corset. And Lori sent me this as well. You guys both just oohed and odd over oh, this. Her it's, outfit it's beautiful. is beyond. So check out <laughs> the uh, Lori and Julia show page for that one. And oh. here's just the, the other fact on Jack Ryan, who was the designer uh-huh. at Mattel the designer of Barbie, his previous job was designing missile systems for the United States government. I mean, that I thought my resume is all over the place, but that guy, it is. he beats me. He does. And in 1980, Jack Ryan sued Mattel over the rights to Barbie. He settled out of court. He always claimed that it was his idea. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you work for a company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One Barbie doll is sold every three seconds. Really? The woman, Breta Dorfman of Germany, has the largest Barbie doll collection with 1,500 Barbie dolls. Oh, I like The original that. Barbie sold for $3 or $2.99. And the Barbie Dream House is sold every two minutes. Barbie sold in 150 companies. She's the most observed. Divide. Diverse fashion doll ever. Nice. Very I love cool. that. Thank you. So wow. there's just Ruth Handler, because we had that book on years ago about her story, and yeah. she's got, what a pioneer. What a pioneer. Like you said in the 50s, doing what she was doing, that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. an amazing story. I love people who have minds like that. That's amazing. Yeah. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Very cool. What have we going to invent? We've right. done nothing. Well, you've done invented nothing. something. Yeah. We got me this job. I love it. I know. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We've had a Fun day. Thanks, Brittany, for sitting in with me today. Tomorrow, we're going to be out, and you and Patrick are going to be sitting in for us. Yeah. Oh, Thank you, guys. That's going to be fun. I Thank know. You. It's going to be It's gonna be of a time. I hope you we behave. Are gonna, I cannot make that promise. When me and Patrick are together, and me, Patrick, and Grant, it's going to be full giggles mode. Sorry. I was going to say, these, this is like two of my favorite people it's right here. This gonna is going to be, be fun. Yes, we're going to be able So you can, you can email us about your laundry questions. Your dirty laundry. If you if 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 you're for a fanny pack or a side crossbody pack. Oh yeah, pack, I think I got another message. Fanny pack or crossbody pack or a t-shirt for the, the Low J Fair. Fair. We're, we're I'm I'm team fanny crossbody bag. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, we're giving away Nikki Glazer tickets the rest of the week. But I have to tell you, so yesterday there were all those headlines about Angelina saying Brad is not a winemaker. He doesn't. He's just a fashion guy. Blah blah blah. She sold. It's not her. 
she sold her portion of the company. So this whole fight that they're pitting between Brad and Angelina, it is not that. It's non-existent. It is is non-existent. It is, she sold her half of Marivell to a Stoli Vodka subsidiary. Yeah. Her half is called Novell. Stoli is owned by this oligarch, Yuri Shuffler. At this point, we don't, this writer says, I don't understand why the English presses don't understand. This isn't Angelina. This is Yuri fighting with Brad Pitt. Well, was it ever, and you don't know, you probably don't know this as an answer because this is private stuff, but like, was there ever an opportunity for Brad to buy her out and could he afford that? She, that was his whole thing. She never gave him first rights of refusal. She says she did. It's a he said, she said. It yeah. doesn't even matter. But this oligarch that is really, um, he's a vodka magnet and he is just saying um, he's a vindictive dude. And excuse me, people are saying Angelita sold it to him. Because she was being vindictive. Yeah. Uh, she couldn't have sold it to a worse person uh, for Brad Pitt. So he He's, basically found the worst partner he could have and she, sold it to him. That's, you know, uh, that's, just, he said, she said. But, but think about the amount of money that she was asking for it. Like, are there a lot of options for people that wanted to buy it? I mean, I'm sure it was insane, the price. Well, he... Gave her 50% of it Yeah, when they got married for like a dollar or something. Yeah. So that that was his. But, you know, this is weird. If he gave it to her for a dollar when she sold it, the capital gains on that dollar sale would be pretty yeah, heavy. Yeah, you know, course. she didn't but pull home a lot of money on that. Yeah, you're Who right. Cares? right. You I know. know. And There's... honestly, I get that she does not want to work in a company with her ex, especially the way they split up. He, like He didn't. She, she never really did. No, it was his baby. Yeah, but he when we get you get married, you like I love you so much. I love you so, so much. much. We'll never break up. He has we're a gonna half be, my, we're gonna that's be just in a year. He sold me half of his vineyard. I love for you so much. A he's, dollar. He yeah, did. it was really nice of him. He's a good guy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he was giving. Very. And giving. so when it, when I do divorce him, I'm gonna find somebody pretty vicious to sell it to. So. You think so? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you got to mess with the ex, right? Oh, my gosh. You, gotta, oh. you stay messing. You oh, stay messy. I don't know why. No. Um, I'm going to the Guthrie tonight. I know. You're going to Into the Woods. I want to oh. hear all about it. I am so excited. Um, it's date night. Beverly is oh. stepping up. Uh, Beverly. Finally. She never does help us at all. Finally. Oh, no. She oh. never is around. She never helps. She watches Grant. She watches my kid probably oh, about as much as I do. Um, But she... Uh, <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, we're going into the woods, so we're, we're. I'm just so excited. I hope I, if other listeners come, you have to. You have to. I, I'm kind of embarrassed that I'm not dressed up at all. You look cute, but I don't feel dressed up for. But I, I know understand. that like it's it's fine. It's Wednesday, but like I uh, I'm so excited. I, have you ever seen Into the Woods? No, but there was a funny story about it. The movie apparently sucked. Yeah, I saw okay. the movie too. So yeah. I, the movie that's like it sucked, and Marley really liked it. And when Marley was on the show with us, we Lori and Marley and I had this funny interaction. We had one about Beyonce and one about Into the Woods. And they were kind of like interesting conversations. <laughs> like, and I, were you so, guys just vicious about it and no, she liked pretty it? Much, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That sounds on but, par. But no one liked it. And no, I, it was terrible. I even love Into the Woods and I did not like the movie. Right. So I just have some funny memories, but everyone said it's so great. You're going to have so much fun. And thank you, you guys. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, uh, Julia. Thanks for covering for us tomorrow. Well, yeah, I'll see them. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah.
Not you. Not me. Bye. Bye. Everyone have a good night. Job done. Off you go. <laughs>